0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Agoet of Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This week we read Parshas Yisroi. And as the name implies, Yisroi obviously is an essential, integral person in this week's parasha. As we'll see and we'll learn from his life, and we'll take away from Yisrael what we need to live within our own lives. It's fascinating that in Parshas Yisrael there's two major sections of the Pasha. The first half discusses Yisrael and the second half is Kabbalah Satira. Which means there's clearly a connection between Yisrael and Yisrael's appearance. And Yisrael's coming to the Jewish people in this week's Pasha to Kabbalah Satera. Which means there's something about Yisrael in this week's Pasha that every Jew needs to remember. Even before he can talk about learning Torah, accepting Torah, being Mikabel the Torah, there's something about Yisrael's life that we need to learn from. So let's quickly look at Yisrael's life and see what we know about him from this week's parasha, and why is is, why is his life a life that we all need to learn from, to live from before we can even discuss studying Torah. Pasuk tells us when Yisrael comes. And he hears all about the fascinating miracles and all that Hashem did to the Jewish people. The Apostle tells us Yisrael gave a bracha. He said, Baruch Hashem Hashem Hitzelah, Shem says, Yisrael, blesses Hashem, who saved the Jewish people from the Mitzrayim. And the Gemara Sanhedrin tells us, Yisrael was the first person to say those words, Baruch Hashem. It's an amazing, these are words that we say all the time. How many times a day does a Jew say the words, Baruch Hashem? Oh, how's it going? Baruch Hashem, how's it pronounced? Baruch Hashem. But the Gemara tells us that it was almost a teviyah, it was almost a claim. Amor Rabbeinu and the 600,000 Jews who merited to see Chris Yamsov, who merited to see His mitzrayim, they never said those words, Baruch Hashem. Says the Gemara, the first one in history to recite that phrase, Baruch Hashem, was Yisrael. The obvious question is, what was so special about Yisrael's Baruch Hashem? The Jewish people saying, Shira, we discussed last week, we discussed in the past the power of Shira Sayam. It became part of our daily davening. But what was so special that Yisrael said Baruch Hashem and all of a sudden now the Gemara says he was the first one in history to say so. So I saw a beautiful pshat that Yisrael was the first person to say Baruch Hashem when it wasn't his miracle. It's easy to say Hashem is great when you experience a miracle. It's easy to say Hashem is wonderful when, it's, when the good things are happening to you. But Yisrael said, you know, Hashem is great not because He saved me, but because He saved you. So often in life, we, Baruch Hashem, are given beautiful brachas for ourselves and for our family, and it's very easy to say and to feel Baruch Hashem. But here Yisrael is teaching us that sometimes it's not about us. It's about being grateful and appreciative when someone else is experiencing bracha as well. And therefore Yisrael was the first person who wasn't involved in the bracha, who didn't benefit directly, who wasn't the recipient of the bracha. He said Baruch Hashem. And clearly Yisrael is teaching us here, the idea of not being self-absorbed. You know, so often we're, we're bombarded with information throughout the day about Yenam Simchas. And to most of us, it's okay, Mazel tov. But Yisrael is saying, no, no, stop and think. Maybe it's a big deal for that person who was trying for a while to have a child, who struggled in Parnaso, took a while to get a sherech, and then you hear they get engaged. It's a whole different Mazel tov. It's a different feeling. Yisrael shows us how to experience joy when it's not your personal joy, but yet when it's someone else's joy. That I think is one essential element we learn from Yisra's life. And then we find out about Yisra, something very interesting. The Pesach says, Vayichad So Rashi quotes two pshatim or what that means, and they're almost opposite. One pshat Rashi says Yisra was so happy. He was so thrilled to hear that the Jewish people were victorious, and the Mitzrayim died, and they got their punishment, he was so happy. But then Rashi quotes an almost an opposite interpretation, that Yisra was sad. He was depressed. He was bothered by the fact that the Mitzrayim had their evil end. Because at the end of the day, Yisrael was a native of Mitzrayim before he moved to Midian. So therefore, Yisrael wasn't so fully happy, so to say, watching the Mitzrayim drown. Because they were his people. So the obvious question is, these are opposite emotions. Is the Torah trying to praise Yisrael? Or is the Torah trying to take a knock at Yisrael? Which one is it? So the Chedush Ha'arim, the Geri Rebbe says a totally different interpretation. Writes the Chiddusherim. Yes, Yisrael was thrilled to see the Jewish people be victorious and the Mitzriim lose, but he was also sad that the Mitzriim died. Do you know why? Says the Chiddusherim. Unbelievable. Says the Chiddusherim because he saw them die with ever with never having the chance to do tshuva. Do you know what bothered Yisrael? Not that the Mitzriim died; they deserved to die. They were horrible people. They were terrible to the Jews. But Yisrael wanted maybe maybe they'll do tshuva before they die. And then when Yisrael saw that the Mitzrayim didn't do tshuva, and they died without tshuva, Yisrael was upset over that. He said, what a waste. Now they're going to die, and they never did tshuva, they're just going to get even more ayin in the next world. That's what bothered Yisrael. Yisrael was bothered by the fact that the Mitzrayim are going to die, and never have the opportunity to do tshuva. That's a whole new level of thinking about someone else. That's not, that's the, the, other, the opposite of rejoicing with someone, is trying to help someone who's in a difficult situation, trying to bring them out and make them the best they can be. They say over a story about the Klozin Rebbe, when he was in the camp, Klozin Rebbe suffered terribly in the Holocaust, and he was in a a bunker next to another fellow. This fellow started to talk about his life, and he was telling the Klozin Rebbe about his life, that he was a very high-ranking banker in Hungary. He married a non-Jew. His children were not Jewish. He was forced to convert to Christianity to get married. And the Klozin Rebbe asked him, he said, so where's... The Hungarian government, you did so much, you helped the economy, why did they never come to bail you out of here? And you saw the Jew, it hurt him. Then the, the rabbi asked him, where's your wife? You gave up your religion for her, where is she? And he said, nah, she she wasn't coming here to get me. And what about your, your children, who you supported, you put them through college? Are they going to come to get you? And the, and the man said, no, they're not coming to get me. They said their goodbyes, and they're not coming to get me. So the Klazim looks at this man, and the man looks at the Klazim and says, "Rab, are you trying to cause me pain? The said, Mugreba said, I never want to cause a Jew pain. I just want you to realize what happened. And a few moments later, the man said to the Klazim I realized what I did. I gave up my religion, I gave up my faith, I gave up everything. And none of it's meaningful, none of it's real. And I have real regret. And he thanked the Rebbe for making him realize his regret, his tshuva. That night was this man's last night on the world. The Klaus Mugreber said, Baruch Hashem, this year I had a chance to die with doing tshuva instead of dying without tshuva. That's what Yisrael was saying about the Mitzrium. He was saying, it's a shame they're going to die for nothing. At least let them die and do tshuva at the end. Change the outcome of their future if they do tshuva. So Yisrael was never self-absorbed. He was never about himself. He was always thinking about helping someone else. And one last thing we see about Israel we see that Yisrael shows up and he watches how court systems work in Judaism. Maish Rebbeinu is listening to all the court cases and the Jewish people are just standing. And it bothered Yisrael. It bothered Yisrael that the Jewish people have to stand on their feet and wait on long lines in order to be able to present their case to Maish Rebbeinu. These are the three things we see clearly about Yisrael. He was never about himself, always looking to see how can he improve someone else's life. And that's why Yisrael came up with a plan. Let's make the judicial system better. Let's fix things. Let's make people's lives better. That's who Yisrael was. Never about himself. Always about others. And always trying to help how we can make someone else's life a little easier. And perhaps this is why Yisrael is always the beginning of Kabbalah Tzayra. Before we can even talk about Kabbalah Tzayra, before we can talk about learning Torah, we have to learn from Yisrael. How to live a life like that think about others, be compassionate towards others, try to help others, try to be there for others, and try to make others' life a little easier. But to really feel it, think about others. Put yourself in their shoes. This is the second Friday we're going into a Shabbos about hearing about a terrorist attack in Eretz Yisrael. And this week we know more information before going into Shabbos. We know two young people, a 19-year-old, young man who just got married and an 8-year-old boy we're killed this morning. The feeling has to be we're feeling their tsar. It has to be we feel their pain. It has to be that it's not life as usual. It's not business as usual. These people's lives will never be the same. Their families' lives will never be the same. We need to learn from Yisrael. What does that mean to think about others? To rejoice for others and to feel tsar for others and try as much as we can to help someone else. So often we think of acts of chesed as something unbelievable, something major, dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not always. It's sometimes just thinking, what would I feel like if I was in that person's shoes? That's what Yisrael did. Yisrael said to himself, I wouldn't want to stand on a line all day. I wouldn't want to die without tshuva. And when a person thinks about someone else, now he's ready for Kabbalah Sateri. Now he's ready to stand under Hasinah and say, chad chad ish. now, only after he masters the Midas of Yisrael. share with you an amazing story about a woman who passed away a few years ago, young, in her early 30s. And the act of chesed that this woman did that no one knew about is so profound. This woman was a, a woman who worked in a clothing store. Maybe this story will hit home, maybe more for the women than for the men, but I think we can all gain from this story. And this woman used to have the following practice. Whenever a woman would come into the store, and the woman was, let's say, a little heavier, she would always pick out an outfit that was a larger size. She knew it. And then when the woman would try it on, the woman would say, look, she'd say, look, it's too big. And the woman would feel so good about herself. She'd say, look, you see, I'm not as heavy as I thought. Look, I lost a little bit of weight. I'm gaining, I'm doing better. She always made it her business to make that person feel better about herself. Subtly, without fanfare, no one ever knew this. The story only came out when Nebuch when this woman passed away, and at the and at the shiva house, this story came out. To me, it's such a profound act of chesed. She knew that this woman is going to feel bad about herself. She's a little overweight, but she wanted to make her feel as best as she could by bringing out an extra, an oversized, the incorrect size, and she tried on it would be too big, and she'd feel good about herself. That's living a life of thinking of someone else. I think that's what Yisray teaches us in this week's parasha. Before we can get to Harsina, before we can talk about Kabbalah Satara, we need to realize we need to act in a way that we're thinking of others, improving others' lives. Mr. Hashem, we can work on this. And we can reach the level that Klai swallow reach at Kabbalah Satara, ki ishachad, that unity that raqtas, that thoughtfulness of others. Mr. Shem, we should be Zaykh, to see the Hashrashina at Kabbalah Satarah. That level of Hashem's presence in the world, we should be Zaykhir together, in unity with the arrival of Mashiach of Mehebiyah Have a wonderful Sabbath.